0: Thank you for choosing Weekly Politics as your podcast today. And I'm sorry I didn't get a podcast out last week. I was going to do it last week Saturday, but I was sick. So I'm going to try to try my best to get two um, podcasts out this week. I'm not sure exactly how well that's going to work. So today we're just going to recap a little bit. <coughs> yeah, I'm coughing. Definitely don't have COVID, by the way pretty sure that i did not get tested for it but i'm can almost guarantee i don't have covid so we're gonna recap on what's happened over the past week just real quick before we get into the episode so i've been hearing some people like alexandria ocasio-cortez and stuff saying that uh crew should definitely um What do you call it? Resign? And I just find that kind of funny because the only reason why they don't like him is because he's a Republican. Because he's trying his best to implement his agenda, which is the Republican agenda. The true Republican agenda, by the way. Not like the Mitt Romney agenda, which is half Republican. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Half Republican, half Democrat. It's It's kind of sad to see how some people are so brainwashed and brain dead. So, um, let's go into the episode a little bit. I thought today I'd talk about military because I'm extremely interested in the military. I don't know about you guys, but, and Biden's been handling in terms of like what he's doing in the military. He hasn't been handling it too well. And I think it's kind of like a disgrace. I have an aunt who's in the military. And I respect her. I respect her work. She's excellent at her job. So to see what Biden's doing, letting transgender people into the military. It's just horrible. So let's we'll start with that. Uh, why why shouldn't we let transgender people into the military? Well, it's not the fact that they're trans, it's the fact that we have to we as taxpayers have to pay for their unnecessary transgender surgery because your doctor bills are paid for by the taxpayers or at least in this case it is and that's wrong that should not be like that but it is we shouldn't have to be paying for transgender people to have transgender surgeries when they don't that's not what they need it's it's wrong so It's kind of like with fat people, too. Uh, when there's a fat person in the military, you know right away that they didn't work very hard in boot camp. It's it's the truth. I mean, don't call me... Uh, what, what would they call me for saying that? Don't call me a fat shamer for saying that. It's It's literally the truth. If you're fat and you're in the military, you did not work hard enough in boot camp. That's a fact. In the meantime, these transgender people coming into the military as... Supposed females, or supposed males, even though they're not. We're paying for their surgeries, we're paying for their checkups, or I don't know. Do transgender people have checkups? They probably do. What the heck? It's basically, we're paying for their mess. Their mistake. Their sin. And I, I'm i gonna say this quick, I'm a Christian, I think it's wrong that we should pay for someone to have their transgender surgery, which is, according to my religion, ungodly. It's wrong. And I know there are atheists out there that think transgenderism is wrong morally, and they think it's wrong that way. I agree with them. Transgenderism is wrong morally, it's wrong spiritually, it's wrong in pretty much any way. People only support it because we because Republicans don't support it. <laughs> Politics has become a game of let's do the opposite of what the other person does and see what happens. I kind of don't like it this way, but it's the way it is now, unfortunately. So I, I did a ton of research before I did this. So we'll start with the Air Force. The Air Force has two... 5th generation fighters, the F-35 Lightning II and the F-22 Raptor. I believe the F-22 Raptor uh, was put into service in 2009, I think. And I believe the F-35 was put into service in 2016 or 15 Don't take my word for this, I don't 100% know. It's somewhere around those years though. Um, The F-22 Raptor obviously is a legendary airplane. It can guarantee you it can tear down and defeat three at least three (coughs) at least three russian sukhoi 57s which is the russian version of the fifth generation fighter and maybe two chinese j20s which is the chinese version of a fifth generation fighter so the f-22 is amazing and the media on that is actually surprisingly good considering the media doesn't necessarily like Uh, military equipment and stuff. The F-35, on the other hand, when it came out, the media was like, oh, this is a horrible jet. I hate this thing. Why do we even have it? We're spending millions and millions of tax dollars on a jet that doesn't even work. This is horrifying. And my response to that is, well, yes. And the reason why the F-35 was so bad at first is because it was a new technology. It was still being worked on. So... (coughs) When new technologies come out, it's going to be worse than the previous technology. And this is what happened with the F-35. It was worse than our previous Strike Fighter, which the F-A-18 Hornet, I believe it was. Um, We still use that, by the way. Um, But as of right now, the F-35 is better because it improves over time. So the F-35 is now significantly better than any other fourth-generation strike fighter out there. So, Air Force-wise, America is dominant. Biden hasn't ruined too many things yet other than trans people going to the military, as far as I know. There might be some things that he's done that I haven't heard of yet, but as far as I know, he hasn't ruined it. So... Uh, I did some research, and America, like, dominates in (laughs) every single aspect of military, other than artillery. We have very few artillery, and I'm guessing that's because we mainly uh, focus on air power and Tomahawk missiles. Which is good, but I think we need more more artillery. (coughs) We can use artillery to take down defenses. And take down air defenses so we can send more planes in. Instead of having to spend millions and millions of dollars on a single pe- plane to send in that's like a super stealth fighter or whatever. So I did some research, and the U.S. military ha- used to be putting a ton of money into the development of the electronic railgun, Which is a artillery gun that uses electricity to propel the... Um, Shell forward and it works fairly well. It can go up to like Mach. I believe it was Mach 20. Sorry No Okay, I have my numbers way off. It's like Mach 5 or something, but it's still significantly fast and It uses velocity alone to tear apart its target. The only problem is that it also tears apart the um the plane itself as it flies Or not the plane itself. Sorry the gun itself as it fires. So I, why well, I propose to fix this is to lower the power of the railgun by half. It's still go Mach 2.5. That's incredibly fast. Seriously fast. And it will still tear apart its target with velocity. But you also will be able to add in some um, explosives into the shell. Because it won't go too fast. So you can add explosives into the shell. And then it can tear apart the target with velocity. And explosives. And that is how we should dominate. That would be incredible. So. (coughs) I've done. I keep saying I've done a bunch of research. This is true. I've done literally so much research. It's incredible how much research I've done. It's. It made me, give me a headache a while ago. So, I did a ton of research into another thing about Air Force. The 6th generation fighter that the Navy has designed. I can't say developed because we are, I'm not even sure if they're in development yet. We just designed them if that makes any sense. Right now we're calling them the FX-22 That's not the official name and probably won't be the official name. It's just what we're calling it. And the Navy has said that it will be a manned aircraft flying alongside unmanned aircraft. So, 6th generation fighter flying with drones for wingmen, which sounds cool. I kind of like that idea. I like the idea of using drones in the military because America has a 300 million population If we're ever to go to war with China, we lose because China has a 1.7 billion population or whatever. Maybe it's 1.6. It's a big number. So with drones, we can eliminate that number. Significantly. I mean... mean, (coughs) With nukes, we can do the same thing. But I don't like nukes. They kill way too many people. Okay. Sorry, I had to... Sorry, it sounds like I'm, like, going around from topic to topic, flying around each topic and, like, briefly talking about each topic, and that's true, I am. (laughs) I don't really have an outline for today's episode. I'll try to have one out for the next one that I'm coming out with, hopefully, this week again, to make up for not having one out last week. So, I'm going to move on to what I believe needs to be done about military policies. So we'll start with number one. Number one, we need a massive investment, literally massive investment into drones, because drones, um, not not specifically drones that fly without a pilot, but drones that fly with like a remote pilot. Are you you know what I'm saying? Like there's a guy in a ship maybe who's controlling the drone, remote control wise. Yeah, drones like that kind of drone. We need a massive investment into those drones that have anti uh, packing. What do you call them? Firewalls. (laughs) And we need a massive investment into railguns, because we need railguns. They are extremely important and extremely valuable in terms of naval warfare, which if we were to go into any naval warfare with any country, we would win. We'd win so easily. Because our navy is dominant. Despite having less numbers, we have dominant power. Dominate economy. We can technically build everything here in America, but no, all of our presidents ruined us and made deals with China that we shouldn't have made because oh, the stupid people. Okay, I'm sorry. So <coughs> we need to make a massive investment into drones. We need a massive investment into the uh, electronic. Oh, gosh, I forgot the name already. real gun, And we need a massive investment into stealth submarines and aircraft carriers. And the reason why I'm saying stealth submarines is because submarines are very important, but they're very easy to detect with a massive metal detector under a ship. That's called sonar. And that's the problem. So if we make them stealthy, then they're impossible to detect by all dimensions. Which is kind of interesting. So, in the end, I think we should raise our military budget up to $1 trillion. Sounds like a lot, but if you put in my economic policies as well in there, which I'll talk about next time, what my economic policies are, then we will definitely have enough money within 10 years. Or sooner, maybe. Depends, I guess. Depends on how everything goes. So... I'm getting close to the end of this episode. It's going to be a shorter one because I don't have that much time. But I just want to say that China, as I said in the first episode, they have told their military to prepare for war. So we need to prepare for war as well. There is a war coming soon between the United States and China. Whether it's going to be a cold war or an all-out war, I don't know. I can't tell you that. And no matter what president you vote for, it's going to happen. Biden doesn't like China, which is good. I don't like China either. Trump does definitely doesn't like China, which is amazing because I don't like China, like I said. And I can't think of any president right now, anyway, that likes China, which is good. So we definitely need... <clears throat> definitely need to prepare for war. i say we up our military spending in terms of training, and we increase our training with our troops, and then we send those troops out to Taiwan, more troops to, Ty- to Taiwan. I'd send a couple F-22 Raptors over there as well, and maybe some F-35s send a carrier strike group in t- closer to that area. And then put some cruisers in the China Sea and say that if China is going to move any closer to Taiwan through the China Sea or any closer to Japan through the China Sea, then we will eliminate any of those ships in that area. So we'll need destroyers, obviously, as well. Probably like 10 destroyers in that area to eliminate the threat of submarines. (coughs) oh man <clears throat> oh yeah yeah and um move like two b2 spirits or not be yeah two b2 spirits and like f- f- how many like five b1b lancers into that area we literally need to prepare for war treat this as a war because it is going to be one soon I can't say exactly when. I can't say who will be president when it starts. I can't say if it will be a Republican or a Democrat when it starts. But it will start, whether it's a Cold War or a full-out war, it will start sometime soon, within the next 5 or 10 years. Guarantee it. Unless something changes between our policies. And that's never going to happen, because either China has to give all-in to America, or America has to give all-in to China. Or China has to have a civil war. So yeah, basically it's never going to (laughs) happen. so this is the end of the episode guys I'm sorry it's way shorter Um, give me some ideas about what to talk about not next time next time I'm talking about my economic policies but like for future episodes give me some ideas let me know what you guys think Uh, my email address for podcasts is rvbtwitter at gmail.com and I'll see you all next time thank you for listening